Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Uncouth Radio. We are in the house, and the house is definitely packed. Uh, we have a good show in store for you today. We know this is the last show before election. We got six days left to election, and in the words of Warren G. Conjunction, Junction, what's my function? We're going to see what's going on uh, next week. So we got a whole bunch of things that we really want to talk about. Uh, we want to get into what the Democratic Party needs to look like going forward, because we know Amy Coney Barrett was just um confirmed in the sham confirmation like again republicans with more gangster shit um so you know we're going to talk about do we think it's a good idea to pack the courts we're going to get into that we're going to get into talking about ann lambert from the third district richmond city council she's running right now guys so we're going to talk to her and about how her campaign is going um we're going to talk about what else we talking about of course we're going to talk about biden who has to me has seemed to really come alive <laughs> you know what i'm saying these these last few speeches these last few times i've seen him out he's really come alive uh georgia is actually in play i don't know if you guys know that which is something that rarely ever happens for a democrat i don't think uh a uh, uh, presidential texas too. you said where texas is too he had about two points in texas that's insane so texas and georgia is in play which are two places that are usually you don't even campaign because you know the Republicans going to get it. And if y'all don't red know, states. yeah, they read red, red states. And uh, Biden was in Georgia this week. So they say he's really making it like a battleground state right now. Like it's really up for grabs. And Texas is really up for grabs. And if he gets Texas and Georgia, it's really a wrap on Trump unless he just straight up, you know, cheats. Because, I mean, I don't put that shit past him. So mm -hmm. I'm going to um, start with Miss Ann Lambert. We're going to go to you first and yes i'm here thank you so much this one give y'all a quick update i can't remember the last time i was on the show was probably like early summer yeah summer so yeah so we're um seven days out um i have been on the ground canvassing knocking on doors getting these votes out um i have turned out to be the front runner um i have gotten endorsements yeah. from all the democrats here in virginia um, well, most of them, but the main ones, I've, you know, gotten their endorsement, um, got quite a few labor unions behind me because I'm in support of hiring local um, when it comes to projects that are occurring here in the city of Richmond. There's a collective bargaining agreement and I'm in full support of labor unions that offer training and certifications for those that aren't going on the track to college. These are jobs and opportunities for folks to get back to work. Um, I got uh, quite a few endorsements through um, our, our old superintendent, superintendent here in Richmond Public Schools, um, but uh, Donald McEachin, who's a representative in Congress. Uh, I have also Representative Scott, who I worked for, who is also the chair of the Committee on Education and Labor. 
I have honorable um, Viola Baskerville. Some of you all don't know that these are local folks, but um, it's really a good sign um, coming into this race. Um, I'm the third uh, opponent. Um, my opponents had started like last summer and I hopped in the race this past February and then COVID happened. So, you know, this is a unlikely year to be running where you have a pandemic going on. So you don't really aren't able to really go through your traditional campaign activities to raise funds and right, uh, you right. know, have all these activities. So I've been doing a lot of online things. And this show was my first like radio interview as a candidate. So I appreciate you all giving me that opportunity. Um, since then, I've been talking to a lot of folks, answering questionnaires, been on candidate forums, um, doing radio interviews. So a lot has been going on and it's just an exciting time. So it's looking really good here in Richmond, Virginia. I will, I'm, you know, praying. I got a lot of prayer warriors out there, but a lot of support. Um, to be the next third district Richmond City Council representative. So this is my this is where I was born and raised. And to come back home and to run for office in a place where you grew up, it means a lot. And and I have a lot. I know I have a lot of responsibilities. So I'm here to do the best job that I can. Well, I'm so glad that we were able to be the first to yes. get you on. Um, like I said, we've been rocking with you since the beginning of the campaign. Yes. Uh, we are really behind you. We really hope you win. Uh, I just wanted to ask you. You know, you kind of mentioned it, touched on a little bit, but I want to dive into it a little bit more. Uh, you said with COVID, it's very hard to do the regular, like you can't do your regular rallies. You can't do mm -hmm. your regular meet and greets and all that. So what, besides the online things, what are some of the boosts to the ground thing? Because I've seen, you know, I've been following you on social media and I've seen you literally boots to the ground, talking mm -hmm. to people at houses, picking mm -hmm. people up, taking them home from like, like the polls. So, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, um, you know, when you want to run for office, it's all about the ground game. And um, one of my friends who is an elected official in Northern Virginia said to me, when you run for office, you look at your opponent's weaknesses and strengths. And but the game that's going to get it is the ground game. So you got to knock on doors. So I have a lot of people that are supporting me, that have endorsed me, that also provided funds for my campaign. Um, right now, um, I'm at uh, 60-some thousand dollars of funds that I've raised, which includes in-kind donations. Um, my opponents, they're still like 20-some thousand they've raised. So I'm just, my goal was like, 12 to 15,000 to run for this election. And here, you know, I've been blessed to have 60 some thousand. My race is the second largest race funds um, for a local election. So who would have thought, you know, so that's the thing you got to get to the ground. You got to knock on doors and doing radio podcasts and, and virtual town halls, all of those things help, but it really helps by knocking on doors. So one thing I did early in my campaign is I had a, I hired a street team of some young folks and I had them put door hangers on every household in my district. So when my opponents was at home dealing with COVID and isolation, I had a young street team out there. So at least we hit every home one way or another with some literature just to say, hey, I'm running, you know, and I started getting feedback from people and they're like, you know, you're the only one that's come on our block. And. So when you have that momentum, the train left the gate, it was like on. So, um, so you know, creative out of the box things like that is what I've been doing, but um, I'm just, I'm a hustler. So if it's get out there and knock on 50 doors a day, I'm doing a hundred doors a day. So I'm an active 
young, vibrant candidate that can really do the job. And so that I'm out there talking to folks and, you know, it's just been a great experience, but it's been the help of a lot of close friends and family that really are supporting and folks like yourselves. So I have folks from all over donating, which really helped, um, you know, especially in this time of COVID. I know funds are tight and, you know, folks are looking to, you know, for the next paycheck and so forth. So I'm just been grateful and blessed to be able to be at this position right now. Well, that's very that's how President Obama, um, that's how his he did his campaign, grassroots, talking to yeah. people, talking in the back of churches, mm-hmm. doing whatever, like you said, thinking outside the box because we couldn't be as hands-on with COVID. Mm-hmm. But another thing um, I've noticed about like our local elections, like city council and school board and stuff like that, sometimes we get the ballots and we've never heard of the people. We've never right. seen the sign. We've never seen anything. So, you know, a lot of times it goes back to that popularity contest, yeah. that eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like yeah. that, I've never, you know what I mean? So to hear like, hey, we had, I, this name has some type of recognition because mm-hmm. yeah, she did have a door thing. Let me look her up. Let me see what yeah. it's about. Yeah, she's part of this party, but there's like three Democrats running. So what, you know what I mean? So for, mm-hmm. for, for you to kind of say, hey, let me start with some name recognition. I think that's yes. the most important thing because a lot of these local elections, you get your ballots and you're like, I don't know who these people are. Okay, well, let me go with the person who's still doing it. They right. seem like they've been okay. So that's our whole thing. We've been like, we need to get involved. We need to know right. these people from the gate. And I hopefully, you know, when um in 2016, when it was around election time and we were seeing like, you know, that it was kind of picking up for Trump and different things like that. I think we kind of looked at what could possibly be some of the benefits because we knew it was going to be I, I watch a lot of our old show because I, mm-hmm. I try to post on our YouTube channel and stuff and man we I don't even think we thought it was as bad as, um, as it was going to be we we were you know we were predicting some stuff but we, you, how can you you know mm-hmm. but one of the things I we were saying was like look maybe he's here to shake some stuff up because you know with Hillary it would have been a lot of the status quo and we may you know of course you know with the COVID and the response and all the tragedies and stuff of course but as far as getting involved and knowing, mm-hmm. you know, your government, knowing, you know, taking everybody back to that basic civics class, mm-hmm. all those things, we that's what we needed. And clearly yeah. it's what we needed because we still battling people who who have the info and we had encyclopedias. They have Google now. Right. So we, right. you know, we read whole bills and you know, looking at people break down stuff. And we needed that. And we mm-hmm. needed to say, hey, we got these candidates, we're gonna we're going to stick with them from the gate, like candidates like yourself. Like, obviously, we're in California, but mm-hmm. that gives us an idea of, hey, this is what we need to be doing in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's refreshing to see somebody who's like, hey, it's COVID, but we got to we, we still got to kind of reach out. We still got to try. And so, yeah, one know, thing that I've been blessed, didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's OK. Um, uh, one thing I've been blessed with is my father was in politics. So he got into office when I was three years old. So his whole political career had pretty much been my life. So the last name Lambert goes a long way. So that's really kind of just like you said, name recognition. And people here in Richmond, they remember my dad. And so that I'm getting a lot of votes from that. We get a lot of votes because my brother passed away. He was a um, financial advisor. He was into stocks and helping people with their financial plans. And so a lot of his customers remember him. So that name recognition is a lot and it meant meant a lot and it goes a long way. So whatever advantage, whatever you can get to hold on, that's what you got to do. And then you knock on the doors. 
So when you're out there talking to folks, you start to really hear the concerns and really talk to folks on how to really make change. And um, one thing that's been coming up is because of COVID, you know, everyone's like, well, how are you going to, how are we going to get back the schools back open? Because everyone, you know, parents are tired of their children now is what it seems. Everybody's tired of virtual learning. So how are we going to open up the schools? I was like, well, you know, first and foremost, this pandemic, if we don't curb this pandemic, we're not going to get back to any sense of normalcy. So wear your mask. So these folks are telling me how I'm going to open the schools back up. I'm like, y'all are out here in the park, not even wearing a mask. So do the basics. If we can be obedient <laughs> yeah. and do the basics of wearing a mask, social distancing, maybe we can have some kind of idea of opening things back. But, you know, and talking to folks, it's just the ignorance is uh, amazing here. And I'm just like, well, how are we going to open back up if folks aren't practicing what the CDC and all these folks are saying? Because our leaders aren't really, they don't know what the hell they're doing. So, well, let me ask you this. I'm saying, let me ask you this while I have you here, Ann, because you are uh, running in a Democratic Party. So tonight we're going to use you as our uh, official Democratic Party representative, right? Okay. okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of single issue voters, mm -hmm. and, and 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 as you have been out there and you're on the ground, you're really talking to people. Can you give us a sense, and I know it's not a sense of the whole country, but can you give us a sense of what your district, what is the most important issue to your district, and what do you think is the issue that uh, the Demo the national Democrats need to look at that, that coincides with what your district is looking for and needs? Well, I can honestly say here in Virginia, um, we have a high, it's going to be eviction rate. Um, that's a real issue um that we're we're looking at here in the city but you know because i'm in richmond you know we we're dealing with the racism you know we're in this a confederate state we're dealing with these monuments coming down we have one monument coming down the lee monument is the highest monument in the city you know it's a historical area and you know as, as a black person yeah it needs to come down you know but at the end of the day we got to really look at the policies that are in place that are still disenfranchising our communities. And, you know, it seems like the Democrats, because black women spoke up, okay, Biden listened, he got him a black woman as his VP candidate. So, but it's just kind of like, all right, we've been fighting and pushing the Democratic Party. It's like, again, are y'all still listening to our concerns? Um, so right now, I mean, for me as a black woman in a state where it's always been black or white. I'm all about changing these policies, these racist policies and these practices that are still in play. So we need to look at the legislation that's on the books from before 1970, especially here in Virginia, because there's been a lot of disenfranchisement. And, you know, when it comes to COVID, it's really shown the inequality we're facing within healthcare, education, jobs, <coughs> excuse me, all of that. So. That's one of the main issues is evictions. And so if okay. you're talking about people who are losing their homes and don't have jobs. So what are we going to really do to help them and, and provide the funding? Excuse me, I got a little. <coughs> it's okay. Um, while, yeah, get you some water. Get you a drink of water. I'm going to bring some of the fellas on while you, you know, handle, handle that. Uh, let's bring your brother Wayne, Maine Brady on. <laughs> Who introduced us to to, to, to Ann? Uh, and I want to bring on Ron. Um, 
because I know y'all have some questions uh, about the Democratic Party. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I want I want you to be able to get a chance to talk to Ann as as well when she comes back on. But um, I, I honestly, you know, while you know while she's while she's you know getting a glass of water and everything, these are the kind of politicians I want. People I can talk to like this, people I can talk to about real issues, people who really have boots on the ground, people who haven't yet been tainted, I guess, by the system, and people who are a little more progressive, a little more progressive than the old guard. Because um, I don't think it's going to get done continuing to do things with, with those super, super moderate Democrats, super moderate Democrats who are leaning closer to conservative. Uh, what, what's, what's your thoughts, uh, Ron? Well, thank you. I <clears throat> appreciate that. Um, it was interesting listening to Ann. I know she has a lot of great things going on out there. And so it's good to to know, okay, we got somebody on our team that, you know, we've helped help move forward and, and get into the system. But just as a whole, personally, I'm excited. You know, um, we have an election coming up in about a week. Um, I, I'm of the belief that Trump is out of there. And so we'll be able to get somebody in the office that that has the right people around him to, to get some things done. So I'm, I'm really excited about what's coming up and honestly just ready to get it over with, you know, I, you know, at a certain point you get to know, I've been waiting for the Lakers to win, the Dodgers to win, and now <laughs> yeah. Biden to win, you know, right. um, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that. That's the trifecta. That that's the trifecta. Exactly. Exactly. So if, if that can happen and we can, we can spark, start 2021 out, you know, with a, a good foot in hand and, and someone we feel that at least is competent enough to, to listen to people around them and, and move this country forward. Um, we want to make America great, you know, for once, you know, and that, that's the blue hat I want to see is making America great for once. And it's going to take time. You know, it took us a few hundred years to get here, but if we can all stay, stay vigilant and stay strong, we, we'll, we'll get there, you know, but it's just about the people who are being oppressed, speaking out and the people that are doing the oppressing, just listening. And I, I think we're in that direction. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, and Rob, uh, I want to ask you in regards to, you know, some of the issues and things that Ann was talking about in regards to what's important to voters. Uh, what do you see from New York? Because, you you know, mm -hmm. you, we, we got we got we know what Cali is going through. We know. And, you know, like Ann said, in Virginia, it's it's going to be evictions because a lot of people because of COVID and because of the horrible handling of COVID and the stimulus checks by uh, this Congress and, and this president, a lot of people are unfortunately going to be evicted because they didn't do the right things that they were supposed to do in the beginning that mm -hmm. would have been able to have us open the economy back now. So what, what do you see are the things that are important to the people around you in New York? Tell me, tell me what's the vibe there. Overall, the the most important thing is is health. Um, the COVID situation, it's it's going to be something that's going to be on everyone's mind, especially with the you know what's been going on with the Supreme Court, um, the fear of losing or you know health coverage. It's on everyone's mind because realistically, anyone that has had COVID has a pre-existing condition. Yeah. And are subject to losing their, you know, whatever benefits. Um, that's been that's been you know, the main thing. Um, you know, AOC has been very. You, you can kind of she kind of has the pulse of, of what New Yorkers are feeling, where it's like no more, you know, sitting down. It's like now time to like you know bully our way into getting things done. As you said, the old way of doing things, you know, the polite, you know, use 
we go, you know, you stay low, we go high. Um, it's, you know, you can no longer have that gentleman approach anymore in, in politics. When well, I'm glad you said that gentleman approach because it seems <laughs> like those progressive women are the ones getting shit done right, right. now. Honestly, well, and, it seems like those right. progressive women that's in Congress, that's, you know what I'm saying, that's Congress and Senate, mm -hmm. the ones that I see even on the local level, like the progressive women are pushing that line right now. Right. Like they are really, really out here pushing that line. We need to get some of the fellas to jump on to, to push that line too. Like for real, because you got AOC on one side and then the other side you got right. Cory Booker. And look, right. I know you know what I'm saying? Like, so I know Cory Booker seems to be good for the party, but if he was a little more progressive, Aggressive. I think you would have more black men, black men that would want to jump behind some of the things that's going on with the, the Democratic Party. But we have right. so many of the, the the men in the Democratic Party are are moderates, uh pseudo conservatives. And then on this other side, it makes AOC, uh, Ilhan, uh, and Lambert, it makes them look like radical left when it's like, no, they're actually just fucking progressive. Like they're actually, <laughs> they're like, like they're not radical, like they're literally just more progressive than the normal right. shit. They want to move shit farther than just incrementally because everybody's like, this is the way we do. Cause like you see Nancy Pelosi, like, well, this is not the way we do it. And AOC is like, well, that ain't working. Like, like she the way y'all do it, yeah, the way y'all do it ain't working. So I want to see more progressive. I'm gonna bring Ann back in and I'm gonna bring uh Quincy in as well. And uh, we're gonna talk about this. I know you've seen uh and there's been some small splinters where there have been a lot of black men who have been going over to either the Trump side or going to the independent side. And a lot of it because a lot of black men feel disenfranchised. We feel like this democratic party has not been speaking to us. This democratic party has had a chance to, to rally us in for a while. And they just have been missing the mark. What do you think that is? Why do you think they're missing that mark? Well, I think a lot of, um, you know, the black male hasn't been, uh, you know, preached to or hasn't been listened to. And so I think Trump is trying to, you know, galvanize that vote. So, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like all of the things that Trump has said about black people and people of color, that isn't enough for you to not go for him. I mean, it's just, it's just mind boggling to me. I don't understand it. I mean, I just. Well, cause sometimes people just want attention, even if it's bad attention. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we know some people, we know some people just regardless of what Trump has said, if you give, give them a little attention and make them feel like, Oh, you speaking to me specifically, you, you, as we've been seeing as of late and recently, all that other shit goes out the door. And it's not just black men. That's black men. That's poor white men. That's like, because cause like he, poor white men really feel like Trump is their champion and Trump oh really for them. And I'm like, that's the oddest thing that he tricked it them and believing he's their people. But like, he don't care about poor people. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He don't care about people in poverty, period. And I, I don't think, and so I want to talk to you about this. And um, in regards to messaging, I'm always talking about, the issue with democratic messaging. And I know one of the big issues is because Democrats, Democrats are such a big tent party, y'all have too many people to please. Y'all have so many people to please. So you trying to round up the moderates, you're trying to round up the progressives, you're trying to round up the moderate conservatives, you're trying to round up the LGBTQ, you're trying to round up Black Lives Matter. And then you're trying to, you know what I'm saying? And while you're doing that, you're still trying to keep suburban white women. 
it's very hard to create singular messaging mm -hmm. for all of that. But because of that, the Republicans have been able to have bumper sticker messaging for years now, and it's been working. How how do we fix that? How do you get the Democratic Party to fix the messaging? Because I do agree, like you said, the messaging, there was no way that Trump showing a little leg should be enough to get black men to go over there and vote. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there is a re there's a reason it is. Like there's a reason that that is so and there's a reason that people are going over there and blaming everything on the Democratic Party and afraid to speak against the Republican Party in the same instance in the same it's it's like the weirdest phenomenon. Like me and Quincy have been dealing with this the last few days. I'll be like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, the Democrats fucked up there." Okay, now what about what Jeff Sessions is doing right now with mass mm -hmm. incarceration? Like let's and and almost to a man they will not respond to it they won't talk about it they won't say they won't talk shit about it like we've even seen it with ice cube in a lot of the interviews where he'll be like democrats got to get together they're like okay cool that's cool but what about what the republicans doing and then he'd be like i mean what what they doing like you know what i'm saying like it's like right. a whole it's a whole different kind of energy so it's a lot of ignorance to be honest with you it's just like with the whole ice cube situation i mean april ryan had a conversation with him and she said like god you still don't know half the stuff that people have done you're speaking on a topic that you really don't have the experience to speak on so now you're out here pumping trump come to find out his business partner is a big trump supporter so you gotta wonder well why are you out here pumping this man up who totally isn't for black people what are you saying it's just cross mixed messaging but Again, it goes back to education. I think this election has brought about everyone's sense of doing their own research. No matter what, you need to do your own research. Take the time to really read up on candidates and what their platforms are and ask the questions. If you don't get involved, then just shut the hell up. That's how I look at it. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up the April Ryan because I think all of us and probably in all the past shows have brought up that april ryan uh interview specifically because i think that was one of the times where i saw that she was really trying to help him yeah she, she was she was really trying yeah. like she wasn't trying to jump on him she wasn't trying to you know what i'm saying like she was really trying to help him and and i seen this uh cognitive dissonance from him in that the interview that that was the first thing that gave me pause where i was like mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. uh, okay he's not really listening because she's really trying to give him some game and I, I don't think she was trying to embarrass him i don't think she was trying to sun him or nothing right, like that right and, and I, I still don't think it, you know it was being received today uh, jamal Lou said it's not the messaging i'm interested to to see what he thinks it i think it's the messaging because a lot of the people i've spoken to and i'll let quincy take it after this a lot of people i've spoken to literally have false information like like yeah. the, like, like the talking points they've been giving me yep. has been like false information yep. and it's been stuff that it's either false or it's been extremely taken out of context or it's been uh talking points with no context but but quincy uh give me a bit of, of what you've been saying and, and and speak to you know what we're speaking to in regards to this uh you know this duality that's going on right now. i think i think um i think i think i see is, is a prime example what's kind of wrong with the democrats mm -hmm. and and uh black folks and with their relationship every four years we decide we want to communicate with one another right and so because because you decide to communicate with one another every four years 
ice cube come forward with all this information not knowing there's actually bills that's in the senate with the stuff that he's presented now part of that you could say that's on the democrats too because we should know about those bills th th right yeah th this can't be a every four-year relationship the messengers have to be continuous see they try to move like the republicans and you can't do like the republicans the Republicans, every four years, they come up, hey, these motherfuckers trying to take over America. Right. Oh, they can't, like, 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 they could do that. But like you said, because it's so many, uh, it's such a big tent party, they're met, the messaging have to be continuance. It just can't be, a, I mean, because, I mean, Obama presidency is a prime example of that. That's how Obama ended up with a Republican Senate six years of his eight years, because we came out. Boom, 2008, we there. 2010, we didn't show up for the midterm. Now the Republicans take over the Senate. 2012, we back out again. The next midterm, we stay home. It, 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 it has to be a continuous relationship from both sides for, 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 for this to actually work. Because what I did was I said, how did black people get the Democrats to kind of move like they wanted to in the 1960s? It wasn't an every four year relationship. It was an ongoing, continuous relationship. Yeah. You know, and the, we was really applying pressure then. Like, yeah. But, really but, applying pressure. But, 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 but at but, the same time, a lot of our leaders were also pushing the power of the ballot. Yeah. But, but also, but also, um, they understood, like, like I tell people all the time, Kennedy didn't want to pass the Civil Rights Act in his first term because he basically told Dr. King, look, if I pass this in my first term, it won't be a second term. So, 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 but, but, you know, but, but, but what Lyndon Johnson understood is what black people is the biggest my, minority group uh, in the country at the time. So, so he understood if we could get the black votes, you can have that continuance of a, of a Democratic president, Democratic Senate, Democratic House for eight years. And when you look at it, that's when most of our favorable progression, our bills were passed, it, our voting rights act, our, our, our civil rights act, because they understood their leverage. Because with Dr. Kennedy, like, look, if, if you could... If you could do this for us, you get black people behind you. We the biggest minority group. You'll probably win. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and they understood their leverage, but the relationship was continuous. It wasn't this every four year deal. Yeah. Which is now that's kind of that's kind of the issue. It's an every four year relationship. Okay. I mean, because because my thing with Ice Cube is I always said this. I don't have an issue with the idea, it's the execution because. I would have preferred for him last summer, the primaries, boom, we got this contract. We're going to jump on it. And then let them battle it out in the primaries over this. You don't wait till Trump is the opposition to now want to play chicken. Because now, now, now the alternative is, is deadly for us. And so, and, and so, and so to, to, to me, that's the biggest thing that has to change. And hopefully this is not a every four-year black people request a thing from the Democrats. Democrats decide they want to come talk to this. This has to be an ongoing, continuous thing. If there's one thing we can learn from the civil rights era, that's what they did. And to the point 
they got to a point to where they understood to tell they got behind Robert Kennedy, who who I felt would have been much better president for black people than his brother. And yeah. black people was getting behind. It's like, OK, we actually for the role with him, because you remember, it was Robert Kennedy as the AG that was sending the FBI down there to 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 protect uh, kids going black kids going going to white schools and all that. So that's who black people got behind to the point he started running for president. Because I, I was telling somebody the other day, I don't think we ever recovered from 1968. Mm. Not, we had we we we, were, we haven't recovered from slavery. Yeah. But 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 but, but but particularly with politics in 1968, because we had Dr. King was killed that April. Mm -hmm. They was pushing for Robert Kennedy to, to most likely be the next president, and then he was killed that June. And when you see from that point on. The relationship between black people and Democrats was never the same from that point on. Our relationship became an every four-year relationship. Right. At, from, from, from that point on. And, and, and to me, that, that's the part that has to change. It has to be an ongoing relationship. It, it's like any relationship. You just can't sit up there, you marry, and y'all talk every four years. That shit ain't gonna work. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's a great point. Go ahead, uh Rob. No, but I kind of want to say that the Trump was a necessity to actually facilitate the renewed energy to take those um, steps. Yeah. 100%. Because if he didn't come along and Hillary was in, it would have been status quo. We would not have, individual. right? We would have been like, everything is great, blah, blah, blah. We got this, this, and this. Like, literally, everything that can go wrong that we've been experienced has been exposed to the point now it is visible. Anyone, no one can say that there isn't system, system, I can never say that word, <laughs> systemic racism, because it is out front and center. No one can say, you know, there is, oh, cops aren't, you know, harassing black, it's out forward. You know, you can't, there's no denying any of the shit in which we've been saying. Well, Trump denying it. But he lives in this. Trump and everybody around him is that. But, but, yeah, but at the same time, they're giving him like fabricated reports to to cater to his ego, to cater to his bubble. But outside, look at the numbers in which people are voting. When the protests and everything that were going on, dang, you and I spoke about that, in which we said this is different from the simple fact that a number of white people that we saw in the crowds. Yeah, hugely different. Nationwide, and to the point where it was global. Well, because so, this was the first time we weren't the only ones outraged, right? Like like right. all the other times that, you know, all the way going back to Trayvon Martin, it seemed all the way back then we were the only ones outraged. And I think after George Floyd, because of, because of COVID, everybody being in the house, everybody not being able to escape and literally having to sit in front of your TV and watch mm -hmm. what happened to that man for eight minutes and 47 seconds. That is why I think you had a nation say, oh, shit, this is a problem. And I hate that it came to that, but that's kind of what happened. But I want to, um, but then real quick, I want I want to piggyback on, on on that point right there. That's what happened. That's what happened in the sixties. It was a lot of people didn't believe racism was as bad as they thought it was until Dr. King was like, "Hey, have a news there when we uh cross that bridge." Mm -hmm. And when when people saw black people getting the shit beat out of them on TV. That's when folks really started to believe like there's a problem. Yeah. And, 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 and to Mar Mars's point, I think 
somebody like Trump had to be because because white people don't they don't catch the subliminal racism. Right. <laughs> we can we catch that. Like white folks don't really catch it. But it took somebody for Trump to make it so fucking obvious to now. I've never heard so many white people actually admit to white privilege. Right. I, 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 like, like, like never before. Like they admit to white privilege, systemic racism. Like I've never really heard that. And then we saw like people was protesting in all 50 states. That, that That's like unhurt. Hell, they didn't even have that in the civil rights era. Yeah. Yeah. So, we never had that. So, they had, so, no, this, they had little kids, little white kids protesting. Dude, they protested in Idaho. Idaho has, <laughs> let me tell you something. Idaho, every retired racist cop retired and moved to Idaho. <laughs> Idaho is like the spot for, for like, 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 like the biggest white nationalist uh, convention happens in Idaho. So when I saw Black Lives Matter in Idaho, which is 90% white, I was like, damn, it, it, it's for real. But but it, it just shows that 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 people have to they needed someone like Trump to be so obvious. It, 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 I told somebody it's like equivalent to if if Governor George Wallace back in the day would have became president. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we had an older white man. You you remember the chief when 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 the chief came on, the chief is 80 years old. And we asked him to compare Trump to somebody, and he told us George Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to go to uh, Jamal's comment real quick. He said, I think it's every policy, gun control, Medicare, the idea of government handouts over community investments, the BLM organizations, ideal to destroy the nuclear families, the whole platform. Okay, so Jamal, that's messaging if you were the Trump supporter. I'm talking about messaging for people who are Democrats because most people who are Democrats don't have a problem with gun control. They actually don't have a problem with Medicare for all, like Medicare for all is actually 70%. Polls show that it's pulling at 70% that people want Medicare for all. And even the plan that we have that, that Biden will have will be Medicare for all with a private option. So that's not a problem. That's 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 not an issue. Uh, the idea of government handouts over community investments, I don't, I don't agree with that because um, if you look at the Democratic platform, because you're trying to say socialism in another way. Like basically you're trying to find another way to say socialism. But Community investments, I'm going to ask you again because we had this conversation before. What community investments have you ever seen? You grew up in the hood just like me. When have community investments done? Like, when have they put in enough community investments, even when Republicans were in place, and stopped uh, government handouts that help? So that's like some fairy tale shit you keep saying that has never existed, has never happened, has never been done in this country. The BLM organization is not the Democratic platform. It's just not. Like the, the Black Lives Matter organization is a different thing than people saying Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I think, Trump did that. Trump yeah, did that. I think most intelligent people understand that. Um, so so I, so again, like you, the points you're making is if somebody was trying to convince a Trump supporter. I'm talking about trying to convince somebody who would usually vote for the Democratic Party that's starting to be swayed to the Republican Party. But a lot of those things you named are things that people on the left actually care about. I mean, community investing itself. All right, like, let me ask you this, Jamal. How the hood gonna invest in itself, my dude? Like, like, tell me where that money come from. Tell me where uh, impoverished people can invest in themselves. Get back to me. And let me know. But that, that, dang, real quick. I, I think, I think one of one of the things, and we talked about this, is with with, with the Democrat Party and, and black men specifically, is us being a, a lot, a, a lot of a lot of people, like you said, are, are one issue voters. 
And a lot of that is related to criminal justice. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what, what, what a lot of uh, uh, black men see, they see Kamala was a former prosecutor, district attorney, attorney general. Joe Biden is responsible for the crime bill. And that's what they lock in on. They don't they, they don't look at the context of it. I mean, a lot of people I, I, I made a post to show that the three strikes law was actually something people in California voted on. A lot of folks didn't even know that that was something that was voted on. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of folks was like, wait a minute. They, they, they just thought Biden passed the bill. That was the law. And folks start. No, folks actually voted on that. So, 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 but, 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 but like, uh, and was saying a lot of folks don't educate themselves to even try to find that out, to even know that. Like a lot of folks don't even know a lot of the issues that they had with the crime bill, Obama administration repealed, tried to correct it. And Trump and Jeff Sessions brought that shit right back. So, 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 like, 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 I posted articles that private, like, like, Obama tried to get rid of private prisons. Private prisons, pri- private prisons are blossoming under Trump. His administration is actually backing up private prisons in a lawsuit against California because California banned private prisons, and private prisons is suing California, and Trump administration is backing up private prisons. Bro, real quick, uh, hold on, real quick. I just want to say thank you to Ann. She had to hop off, but thank you to Ann Lambert for joining us. Uh, Ann, I know you got to get out of here, but uh, I want to say thank you for coming. I want to say thank you for having this conversation with us and being so candid. We really appreciate it. Like, I really feel like I got to speak to somebody from the inside, you know what I mean? So, keep doing what you're doing, keep pressing, keep being progressive. And as you run and as you you know continue to go higher and higher, we want to be here with you, we want to be here to support. And good luck on the race and I hope we get to talk to you after the race when you win your election. Thank you so much, you guys. And definitely I'll be back on the show when I'm an elected councilwoman. I promise you that. So you guys have a great evening. I got to run. Thank you so much. But, but, but I want to talk, um, uh, speak to this point that, uh, Ms. Butler, I can't pronounce her first name. John uh, Tula, John Tulawana. I know her since elementary. That's how uh, I know how to produce it. She said after ninety-two riots, uh, there was community investment, job growth, and government jobs happened. That's the part no one talked about because we actually talked about how black people like home ownership blossomed under Clinton's presidency. But that's what happens when you're only a, a one-issue voter. You, you you don't look at things completely in its totality. You 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 lock in on that one issue, and that's all you look on. Because we, I mean, we even find out through April Ryan that Bill Clinton had the most black people at the table. She was yeah. asked, she was asked out of all the presidents, how, what president had the most black people at the table? She said yep. President Clinton. Yeah. And so a lot of folks don't don't know don't know that. So. But that's what happens. That that's why every time Trump addressed black issues, it's coming from a criminal justice standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because that that's that that's the only issue we focus on. Which that's not the only issues we have. We have more issues than than than, than criminal justice reform. Great point. Great point indeed. Um, all right. So now let's get into. This, this California election, California ballot real quick. Um, is there anybody in particular that you guys 
want to see win on this ballot. Let's do that instead of going because there's a lot of people in this ballot. You know, California is pretty big. You know, is there anybody you would say? Hold on, got another comment. Let's keep this thing going. I love when the people talk. Uh, black communities aren't crippled. I know people who came out of the hood, made some money, came back and bought a property and gave people jobs. I'm sure we all know people like that. Uh, you think the 60% Biden wants from those people would be more helpful than what person's than that person's current value is? Well, the people that you're talking about that's going to get taxed at the 60% rate are people like Amazon who have made millions and millions of dollars and ain't pay no taxes. Like, and, and that's a, a small percentage. Like, said, of, if I'm not mistaken, he said people that's making four hundred thousand and above. Yeah, four hundred thousand. So, so, so there's sixty percent of people that making four hundred thousand above. No, he talking about the sixty percent tax rate. Oh, like okay. He said that's supposed to be a sixty percent, even though it's not a sixty percent tax rate for everybody. Also, we know because we are all businessmen and businesswomen. There are so many ways when you're in actual business that you can get skirted out of taxes. Nobody's really going to pay that 60 percent. They just going to pay more than they paying out. Like I said, Amazon has made billions and billions of dollars over COVID and pay zero dollars in taxes. The NFL has paid zero dollar in taxes. I don't have a problem with those people paying taxes. Donald Trump, zero dollars in taxes. <laughs> How about that? Uh, you want to talk? You want to speak to this, um, Ron? Sorry about that. I would, but I mean, as we know, my guy is just a troll. I mean, let, let's, let's, just, let, let's let it be. I, I think, I mean, at a certain point, we, we can only speak so much. Um, we don't have enough to speak as if we're the 60% that's going to get taxed in this, in this equation. So that this should be the least of our comments on, on economics. I mean, at some point, we, we don't have enough. And, and when people say things like, well, I know people who came out the hood and did, well, give us the full story. I mean, are these the same people who inherited some property? You know, their, their father passed, who happened to have an apartment on the east side that they were able to sell and leverage to get some some sort of capital with a bank. You know, there's usually more to these stories. Or is that the vast majority that pulled themselves up from the vast majority of people who, who get investments? Because you look, let's take Crenshaw. Let's take the Crenshaw, um, the, the Crenshaw, uh, what they call it, the Crenshaw yeah. Rejuvenation Project, right? Like they had a lot of black owned businesses over there, but they are leasing from white yeah. people. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's talk about even even those places Correct. like that, like like where that Buffalo right. Wild Wings is, where Hotville Chicken and, and, and all of that stuff is. Those are people who, who made money, came back to the hood. They're tenants. They're tenants. Just like a lot of people in Lamert who actually have money, actually have bread. You're correct. And they're, and they're tenants. And that's not right. even the, again, those few people you're talking about, are you talking about the exception? You're not talking about the rule. If the rule is going to have more people paying higher percent taxes, which is right. going to help with health care, which is going to help with child care for people in that, because I think that, if the taxes is going to child care for for people who got kids from zero to four years old, I'd rather see that because you can't depend on the people who are going to invest in right. the uh, community. That's not that's not a guarantee. There's no guarantee that if somebody makes money. They're coming back to invest like that's That's not a so even even by his. Um, Correct. You know, what I mean, but but even if you go by his um, scenario, it's like no gambling. Guarantee. Yeah, there's I mean, no guarantee that the Vegas, person they, they, yeah. right. There's right. no guarantee that that person comes to the hood and puts money in in, in, in back into that community. 
It's just not. And I can name a ton of places where black people have got money, done business down here in the hood, but all their money goes to the valley. I'm not going to say no names on the air, but a, a lot of their money, they tax money and all that, it goes to the valley. So right. it's not like they can enrich the schools in this neighborhood because those tax dollars and that money don't come to this neighborhood. It goes to their kids who go going to Bishop. What is that place? Uh, Quincy? Uh, <laughs> Okay. Say hi. She said the school you're gonna send me to. Right. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? So Sierra Canyon. So, yeah, Sierra Canyon. So even by his go, right, right, even right. by his scenario, there's no guarantee that that's what's gonna happen. And you're saying we would have to have every single black person who made out the hood and made some money will have to come back and do that in order for that scenario to work. It can't be like one or two. A couple of them. It would have to be like all of them will have to come back to make right. To we make don't a even real like dent. each other. Like to that. make a real we, dent, they all would have to come right. back. So I would rather we get through taxes so you can implement some of these plans that will actually help people in the neighborhoods. That's that's my take. Um, in regards to this, yeah. yeah in regards ta- to ta- this, uh, this election, man. Uh, I know you've been following along, uh, Quincy. What is it looking like to you? What do you see? And what are some close races we need to pay attention to? Oh, man. Uh, Well, you know, I know at this point they said Hillary was winning Wisconsin by like six six points. And when I looked yesterday, they said Biden was up by 17. So they 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 what you don't see that you saw in 2016 is that the gap was closing at this point. Um, and between Hillary and um, Trump, right. um, the gap the gap is not. Hadn't the big yeah that came out eleven days. Out, yeah, so, so 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 that would be like last right. week, right before week before mm-hmm. when 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 the email when uh, Comey um, announced that he was reopening up the the email investigation. So so that was eleven twelve days before. Um. It, it, it seemed like the the whole scare tactic about not accepting absentee ballots backfired on Trump because everybody went out to the the, the ballot box. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like already sixty million people have already voted. So so they they they, they said that uh, Harris County, where, where where Houston, Texas, is located, that the amount of people that have voted up until this point. Is almost close to the capacity that voted, period, in 2016. <laughs> so, so people that 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 backfired. But 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 like you mentioned earlier, there are states that are close that shouldn't be close, like Georgia, like Texas. Right. Trump. I mean, Biden is actually winning Arizona. I don't know when the last time it's Arizona, gonna be a landslide. Watch, I'm telling you. I, I, I don't yeah. know when the last time That's because but, the demographics have changed in Arizona. Arizona has changing its color because of all of the flight from California. You have a bunch of people who have sold like right. million dollar homes and just went to go ball out. You could fall out over there with yeah. like three hundred thousand on. But also, but also that's also so that um that that. That changed the demographic My migration. That, 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 that's also J- John McCain's town. Yeah. And with say, that, yeah. yeah, the disrespect that, that, that he has sent the, the fact that John McCain's wife 
have came out and endorsed Biden is huge. But uh, it, it looked like most of well, not most important, but also important. It, it looked like Democrats is about to win that Senate seat. So there's three Senate seats that I think they're going to win. They're going to I think they're going to win Arizona, mm-hmm. Colorado and Maine. They need one more. If they get one more, they will have the majority. A three would be a tie, and the vice president would be the tiebreaker. So if they was to vote on something and it turned out to be a tie, uh, the the vice president breaks the tiebreaker. That actually happened with Pence earlier this year, where Pence was the tiebreaker when the Senate had a tie. So, uh, And then, you know, with Jamie Harrison, he still is like a dead heat down there in um, South Carolina. Uh, Lindsey Graham still coming on TV whining and crying for money. Some money. For money. But 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 they but they are like, dude, this has been the most blatant. I wasn't around in the 60s, but this is the most blatant voter suppression shit I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. they are not sugarcoating it. They are literally trying to stop people. And if they're not paying attention, that shit that that Kavanaugh said. About uh yeah, <laughs> we ain't accepting that shit. Like he basically yeah. said, we ain't accepting that shit. Yeah, like 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 like. So it's uh it, it it's looking good, but I still you know people. I, I was telling Chandra earlier today. I said I think I kind of know what happened with the with the the 2016. That's something we don't really discuss. Is that I I think people got uh voter complacency. I mean poll complacency. Uh-huh. People saw the polls and was like, "Oh, you know what? She gonna win," and then go out. Fuck that all up. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. Shit, so, <laughs> I was like, "Shit, yeah." So, <laughs> gonna stop so, so, his so, throat so, in the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but see, but see, I think Chandra made made a good point er, earlier in one of our conversations. She was saying Republicans just should have left it like it was. Like, don't come out with the obvious voter suppression. Just come out, just do the, the little discreet yeah. shit. Be people the dirty little motherfuckers you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People get co- poll complacent and then do, and then they'll turn out to vote. Because I was telling her that's how Lyndon Johnson actually uh, was a strategy he he did because he was afraid that people wasn't going to come out because they were showing he had this big lead. And so he started telling folks that he was losing. <laughs> He's like, no, no, fucking polls. Like I'm losing. So, so, so people really came out, and so I was telling her, I said that that's why Biden campaign is downplaying the polls because yeah. I, I think that's what happened in 2016 that people got poll complacency. Like, oh, you know what, Hillary up by ten points. We all because polls ain't ain't voting. Yeah, <laughs> that's just people right. their predictions of. Yeah, polls. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think I think that had a big part. Of what happened in 2016, but right now it, it, it's looking like they might gain some more house seats. They gonna look like they gonna win uh, three Senate seats. They got two more. I'm gonna tell you right now the if right away if Trump lose Florida, it's a wrap. If he loses Pennsylvania or Ohio, it's gonna be oh he needs all three. Like he can't win like one and lose the other two. If you lose Texas or Georgia, it's a wrap. Like, like, like he basically at this point got a bad hundred. Yeah, because 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 right now, uh, 
it, it, it's not looking the, the fact the fact that I you know like we said that Texas is blue, Georgia is a is a is a is a battle is a battle state now is it, but right but right off the bat if he don't win, well obviously if he don't win Texas is a wrap because <laughs> he's gonna start a but, war. Shit, but they're war like sure, uh, let's yeah, bomb but, somebody. But but, but but because the East Coast votes come in a little earlier, we gonna we probably gonna know pretty pretty early next Tuesday if he gonna win or not. Nobody did because time. no no president no no Republican has won the presidency without winning Florida or Ohio. Yeah, so, and like, so like you look, said, he got a problem. Can you guys? Oh, I'm sorry. What you say, I'm Sheila? putting too much weight on these votes. I'm really not hyped about any of this until I see what the Electoral College is going to do. Because we can win all over the place. Uh, you, you have some states who have entered the agreement where they're saying, hey, however our popular vote goes, we're going to give our electoral votes. But that's not even really half of the states in this country that have made that agreement. So this all sounds good and sounds cute, but I'm not breathing... I'm not exhaling until I see what these electoral college votes are. Yeah, it, it, well, most, it, it, most of that they have the um. If that happened, a fucking civil war is gonna break out. Yeah, they have consequences. Like that's for, the goal. They have consequences for that where they can, you know, because that's what he's banking on. He's banking on going to those electors. Hillary Clinton is an elector for New York. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I did. Out today, Bill Clinton was one, but. Um, my, uh, my internet is messing up. So if I'm, if I'm coming off weird, just. Oh, you're good. You actually, this is the best you've been. So. Okay. So I just wanted to, I was doing some research on why we would or would not know by, um, how, how they called it to the States basically, because a lot of it, like Sheila said, not trusting, um the polls because people go out and say i voted for this person and they didn't i think that happened a lot with trump a lot of it is what they do with voting patterns a lot of it is what they do based on what the voters are um registered as and how many numbers come in so basically like quincy said he has like a a one in 100 chance of like everything has to like all the stars have, have to align for him now, again, we know they cheat, so it's possible. But at the end of the day, basically how we'll know is let's just say if 100 people vote in a place and they know who's registered as this and who's registered as that, they would have to say, well, let's say 75 people voted for Biden. He would have to get all the votes in order for that state to be called. So that's how they call it. But... What, what they did was they didn't anticipate as many um, early votes as they did. They were thinking there would be more absentee. So there's a lot of absentee, but right now we have, we're already at 52% of the votes, the early votes from 2016, we're already at 52% with about a week to go. Yeah. So. That, that's and like Quincy said, Quincy said, I don't think this many people turn up because they want shit to stay the same. That's like, what I've been saying. Like people are not waiting. People are not waiting in line for ten hours because they like what Trump is doing. Right. Which, but but like Sheila said too, though, 
And, and I'm glad Biden, I think Sheila, I think your approach is the approach that everybody's kind of taking. Nobody's breathing easy. I don't yeah. think anybody is like the, the Democrats are not. The yeah, Democrats I think like, I think Biden has really been like I seen him speak. I watched his uh, speech at Georgia today, and Biden was like, "Yes, I know they say we up in the polls." He like, "But don't worry about that. I need y'all to come out and vote." Like I think most people are very clear. Like we were up in the polls last time, and even though we know that Hillary made some detrimental mistakes, she got hella arrogant down the stretch. Yeah, I, I don't I, think. I don't think Biden's making that same mistake that, that Hillary made down the street. Yeah, I was, I was telling Chandra earlier today is that uh, uh, Democrats have, have 2016 PTSD. Like, <laughs> we all do. We all do. And, and, and so, but I was also, I was telling her, like, the, the biggest difference, something I found out is Donald Trump. Sydney. The, 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 the Donald Trump was the number one most unpopular presidential candidate. Can you guess who number two was? Hillary. Yes. Hillary. So, oh, wow. so, 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 so it's 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 a, it's a different beast. Biden is a lot more. Uh, he's a lot more popular, and he's been popular. He's a lot more popular, and and I think a lot of that had to do with Hillary arrogance. Mm -hmm. That that's why in, in my blame pod, I I, it, I don't think it was just one thing. It was for for Trump to become president, it had to be a. Uh, uh, a complete breakdown, shit breakdown of, of of a lot of things happening, and that's exactly what happened. But it's like, this is the final quarter of twenty twenty, so yeah. So, I mean, you know, this thing about I, 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 I did read a poll. Biden better not be the Falcons. So I said, <laughs> 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 that's that's get that prevent defense out of here. But I did, I did read an article today that said he has been more popular uh, since Trump. His popularity has been higher than Trump since 2019. So we're talking about for a whole year and before COVID. Well, the crazy thing, the crazy, I tell somebody, I said <laughs> the crazy scenario: if this motherfucker get reelected. And the Democrats have the House and the Senate. He ain't gonna be president no more than fucking <laughs> two days. <laughs> but let me ask y'all this too. Speaking of which, so let me ask y'all this, because this is this is something that I've been pondering for myself. If Biden gets the nomination, and we do what we're supposed to do, and you know, Democrats, Independents, we give him the Senate and the Congress that he needs to make the moves he makes. And he doesn't make those moves or doesn't do like like Ron said, at least fit would you say fifty percent, Ron? Fifty to sixty percent? Give me thirty percent. Okay, so, so we don't get thirty percent of what we're asking. What's the next move? What's the next move, black folks? You know what? At, the, at minimum, first of all, my belief is that whoever once he gets in, because I'm I'm putting that in the universe, I'm just gonna believe yeah, it. Once he gets I'm going, in, I'm going old black church lady right now. I don't I'm He's in. This is November fourth, and he's in. At minimum, they need to address those bills that are on the floor because that's that's your thirty percent, Ron. That's your thirty percent right there. Yeah. Those things that are already there that they've been overturning. Right. That's your thirty percent. And if y'all can't do that, and, 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 and that's not so much on Biden right there. That that would be on the House and the Senate. Exactly to, to, to get that done. Yeah. I, I, I tell you the truth. I, I think what you do, you put pressure. On this goddamn light, 
I think uh, I, I think you put pressure on the, on your elected official. That's why you put people in your Senate in your house. You like you go tell that motherfucker like like pretty much where we criticize the Republicans of not doing. If it's anybody that could put pressure on Trump, it's the Republicans in the House and the Senate, but they won't do it. It's so, yeah. so 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 the the people who we placed, Karen Bass, all these folks we have, uh, Maxine Waters. That's we. That's what we elected them for. Like you go to that motherfucker. Y'all tell them what we want. This is what we want, or we won't um, vote for your ass no more. Well, wait, <laughs> like, 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 like like that's pretty no much more Auntie like, Maxine. She want to be she want to be loved here. She want to be loved. Everybody here. Yeah, but, but, but 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 she's a California thing, representative. She, that's right. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, she, we, we putting people in the Senate for 30 and 40 years. Look, the president ain't doing what he's told her he was going to do. You need to put pressure on his ass to do it or we're going to have to vote you out. Yeah. What did you got? Did you guys? I know we didn't talk about the last election, but did you hear when? Um. Uh. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. But it was one question where they were asking. Uh, I don't remember who they were asking, but but Biden's answer was like Republican Congress. Like, yeah. oh, why Obama didn't do it? Do stuff back then? And he was like, we had a Republican Congress. That's my answer. And then um, Trump was like, well, you got to talk them into it. You got to make them do it. How much? How much uh, influence do you think the president has on their Congress and their Senate to get them to like come together? Like, hey, y'all, look, we got because we because I agree, we do need to hold their feet to the fire. Like that comment, ain't said, that the whip's job though? Say yeah. that one more time. Yeah, so, ain't, that's the whip's job. The whip's job is to show them what what you're gonna benefit from. So if you don't right. do this, this, hey, my president ain't saying nothing. This is my job. Right. I'm gonna speak for him. If you don't do this, we ain't doing that. So I just need the level of petty from the Democrats that we've just been facing. Yes. At least I need at least yeah. four years. I need it like I don't care what y'all are talking about. Hey, We're not hey, passing hey, nothing. Hey, I don't hey, need sure. with benefits. We're not passing nothing. Like I need them to be up in there, that gangster. Like, oh, what is this? Oh, Republican? Yeah, put that over there. So next, like I that, the, the difference like, is. Yeah, they're Thanks. trying to speak for everyone. The Republicans are only speaking for rich white men. The, right. the Democrats are trying to speak for poor people. So you really can't speak to poor people and be like, I'm not going to do something that's going to benefit my contingency. You know? Yeah. So, because yeah. the thing that we keep missing yeah. in terms of the Democrats is that a lot of these people representing us are still rich people. Yeah. So, yeah, they're yeah, fighting right, against right. people who are still giving them tax cuts. A lot of the mm -hmm. stuff that Trump is doing to benefit wealthy people are benefiting them. them So you're only going to have right. people who are fighting so hard for you when it's something that would personally cost them. That's yeah. something that we but, don't but, think about. It don't matter but, but, what they say. At the end of the day, they benefit from some of this stuff. But, 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 so but, political purge. You guys have talked a lot this time. Let me finish my sentence and then you can have it. Um, the thing that I'm the saying is different is <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> we just messing with you. Go ahead. That's what I was about to say. Go on, finish that queen. We, we, we want to hear what our queen has to say. Ooh, ladies first. Ladies no, first. I, I literally forgot. Exactly. What I was about to say. Go ahead. Oh, okay. That's a good go ahead, Rob. 
No, I, I was just saying, I mean, she's right, though. I mean, you know, at some point we, we, we have to have some accountability. And, and I think we're going to get that this term. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, like Shane, I'm going to speak some positive stuff into the universe. I think with, you know, with the black women we have behind Biden, we're going to speak that black people are going to stay engaged because guess what? Uncouth going to make sure black people stay engaged yeah. throughout the next two years when it's time to vote for different Senates and different House seats and things like that. And, and, and once we give the people that are in place the power to do what they need to do, they're going to do what they say they're going to do. And, but to if Sheila's not, point, we're going to go a different direction. Yeah, and to Sheila's point, though, she's right. Like, like I think it's going to take some of what Quincy was saying and what some of what Sheila's saying, right? Some of what Quincy's saying, like, yo, if y'all don't give us the things we need, we actually going to vote y'all asses out of here. Like, y'all not going to be back. And then some of what Sheila's saying is, like, we know y'all benefit from this, so we got to really press yeah. that. We, we, on a grassroots level, we got to press that issue, right? You know what I'm saying? On a grassroots level, we got to press the issue because the things that, like, they get great health care, Republicans and Democrats. Do you know what I'm saying? They get bread. Obamacare. Yeah, Maxine got a nice house. You know what I mean? Like, like so, so, so all of those things, like she said, the things that we asking them to fight for will actually affect them too now. Because even though they're not Republican, they benefit from a lot of those Republican policies. So how do we get, you know, how do we from a grassroots level? Get them to do the things that we need them to do, and I think that's what you were trying to say. But but quarterly I think we need to normalize having black town halls in every. I mean, the, what's the beautiful thing about the internet right now? We can communicate to Zoom. people in all different kinds of communities to gather together. But I'm talking about every three months. Yes, I'm talking about if you, you know. Yeah, that's, that makes okay, sense. Where are we on this? This is what where we're are we asking. At? Where are we at? What's happening here? Okay. okay, what do we need to do about it? Now, if we're doing these quarterly check-ins and we're doing what we need to do and putting the pressure on them, by the time we get to this next midterm, we're going to know who's responding to us. And to, to Chandra's point, right. that's twenty check-ins over the next four years. It's something that's yeah. got to take a whole bunch of time. So by the time we get to this next midterm, if we are checking in with each other quarterly, making sure that we don't ever let that pressure up and stay on top of what our agenda is, we still have two years to plan what our next move needs to be, whether that means to break off and go to an independent party if we need to buy into trying to, you know, develop the Lincoln Project into an independent, you know, who knows? We're powerful. We can do anything. But um, I want I want to talk to you about that too. Two year, then we'll know what our next yeah, move. We have time to plan it out. But see, you talk about me talking so much, but you wasn't listening because I was talking about the continuous relationship that have to happen. I never said you didn't say that. Be, 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 between, uh, like like no, you making a valid point, but 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 to both of y'all's point, if if people like Maxine don't get in. What's wrong with us electing somebody like AOC? She was a waitress. Yeah, somebody more progressive. Uh, like, like, or, 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 or like, like, and who we just had on. Like, you don't have to be rich to run. And so, 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 what, what, what we need to start doing is start searching city council people for replacements. Like, 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 good people. Should we start yeah, with like, just good people? Like, 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 for instance, everybody mad at Diane Feinstein, but this motherfucker been been in our senate since herbert hoover yeah <laughs> i mean so i mean we people people get we we kind of allow that, yeah. that like, like 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 some of the stuff that's even on us myself, 
Like, 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 even myself, as much as I've been pissed off at Diane Feinstein, I never really paid attention to see who she was running against. Yeah. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So, 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 so we have to, like, okay, you don't want to do it? We could bring somebody in. We could start looking somebody else to do it. But for somebody else to run, we could get behind and push and, and, and get some real people like AOC, somebody who fucking started her campaign basically from her living room. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to happen. I don't think it's an if. I think that is what's going to happen because you look at the age of some of these Democratic leaders, they're up there in age. The other thing is Biden's one is going to be a one term president. So, and the one thing which I've been saying over and over, they have 18 months. They don't have two years. They don't have four years. The Democratic Party has 18 months to get shit in order. The fact of the matter that there are bills there, they already have a head start on the things in which they can do. If they can't do anything within the next 18 months for the primaries, they're going to lose a lot of the seats, especially since there are going to be a lot of Republicans that are going to be up for the primaries. If they can't, if the you as a community, as a, the, the locals can't, don't have confidence in, in the Democratic Party when you, let's say, knock on wood, they get control of everything and they're not doing what is, is done. You've not opened up the door for the Republican parties to come back in and say, well, they didn't do such and such. So I'm here. I've learned from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm promising. 18 months that's all they have yeah the other thing the other thing that we've said again i firmly believe that they're going to be utilizing this time to build kamala's portfolio they have to well, 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 they have, trump yeah. trump trump to kind of expose that he he talked about her being president more than he did yes. <laughs> i've heard that um i want to i want to i want to uh, respond to this from casey Casey Lynette, she said at 45 uh, loses, what's left for him to destroy from now to January 20th? Hey, Chandra. Everything. Chandra. That's what his personal It's just executive orders, right? Are you yeah, be just executive orders, or can he affect laws between then and then? Hey, well, he got, he got a Supreme Court, so he can affect laws hey, now. Hey, dang, 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 hold up. Chandra, what did I tell you Trump was going to do if he loses? Start a war. No, I, I, I said... I, I said, I said he's gonna act like a nigga that's been evicted, and he's just gonna fuck the apartment up. He's gonna put holes yeah. in the wall. He's gonna turn the water on. He's gonna turn the water on. He he gonna do all <laughs> type of reckless shit. Water, yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is that the um, Republicans are already doing that. They're, the reason why they don't want to give out the stimulus, which was which was kind of revealed, is that they want to fuck up the economy because they're already under the pretenses that Biden's going to win. They want to say, him but that they they messed the themselves up. They messed themselves up with they hurt the themselves. With yeah, that, they hurt yeah. themselves with that because now <laughs> they said with with them not doing that for the stimulus, they're going to lose uh, even more seats come midterms. Because yes, because people are mad. People are mad that they pushed her through unqualified mm -hmm. and whack, and they're not even caring about the American people. Like they haven't tried. Haven't um, tried let me to speak that. to this. Uh, my path mm -hmm. is accountability. I'm accountable for my community, and everyone in it should feel the same. You're holding people accountable for your community that have never been there. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know who you're talking about, uh, but if we're talking about elected, yeah, just put my response. Yeah, but if you're talking about elected officials, uh, no, no, I, I'm going to address this. If you're talking about you personal accountability, response for me. Yeah, uh, if you're going to talk about personal accountability, I don't think nobody on this panel has said we are against personal accountability. So that's a straw man. There's a way to have personal accountability and still want to hold your legislative powers 
to the feet to the fire to do legislative things because I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you don't understand this. No matter how accountable black people are for themselves, if there's systemic racism, they're gonna be things that our accountability aren't gonna be able to overcome. Period. So go somewhere with that, pull yourself up by a bootstraps bullshit because we gotta have bootstraps first. Yeah, and that's all I was telling them. Is just you, by you saying everyone should feel the same kind of speaks to a me, 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 and maybe what you guys are speaking on Ice Cube. You know, it, it's I want to win my way, and at some point we got to get over this winning my way shit. Well, my thing you is, know, I, don't I, think, I don't think I, I don't understand why people think if you say we want to hold the people who legislate for us responsible, automatically means that we don't believe in personal accountability. I don't think there's anybody there's nobody on this call who's sitting at home not doing nothing. There's nobody who's on this show who doesn't do things within their community. There's nobody who's not on the show who don't pour it back into their community. So I don't even understand this false pretense that if we say we want to hold elected officials to their to do their jobs that that means we don't have personal accountability or don't believe in accountability. But again, that's that dog whistle bootstraps bullshit. That's what it really is. Right. So, and, and, and I, I think that's just a that's the that's the dynamic between Republicans and Democrats is that Republicans try to pretend and make it seem like black people or, or the contingency on the Democrat side doesn't want to hold itself accountable or doesn't want to absolutely. provide for itself. If you don't understand the economics of not having shit to provide for yourself, then this conversation is mute. We don't have shit to, to put ourselves in position to do the shit you're talking about. And, and, but, 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 Ron, you, but you don't you want to address that. But, but you know, Ron, where it goes to, and, and I remember seeing this as a cop, and, and, and I used to hate when they used to do this shit. So we'll go to a car, right? And, of course, we'll be dealing with, with, with some black folks. And, you know, you, 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 you ask some black dudes, like, you know, I can't get no job, no blah, blah, blah. And so the motherfuckers will point to me, like, look at Quincy. He made oh, it. Yeah. So what's your excuse? <laughs> and I used to hate that yeah, shit. Because, right. because you really think because I made it, everybody else, like, we already know. I, I mean, because a lot of people don't really know. We already know the breaks that have to happen for me just to be a police officer. I was going to say, you almost didn't make it. Right. I right. almost didn't make it. And my back, my, 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 my background investigator literally said, like, you was like the idea perfect candidate and they want to disqualify you just because of where you live. So, right. So, and, 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 and so, and, and so Damon Chan, they actually heard a background investigator said he had 50 black qualified applicants to be cops and they only chose one. So because they chose one, does that mean, well, he made it. So everybody else had a chance yeah, to make it. No, no, no. Do that mean them other 49 wasn't being accountable for themselves? Yeah, Even though no, the system right. didn't let them in to the job they was qualified for, that's why it's dumb. Exactly, and 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 that's the problem with it. With a lot of black people who do make it, they come back with with that. You know, well, I made it. You should be able to make it. Well, there was a break in there for you somewhere. Right. Somebody somewhere. Everyone has a break. Everyone. There was a break in there for you somewhere that somebody gave you, and and, and it's right. unfortunate because not every black person get those same breaks. Mm -hmm. Right. They look at it from a simplistic level. You could have something as simple as maybe, uh, I mean, because we've seen it a trillion times. You could have two white people in a the car. They could be smoking weed in the car. Cops pull them over. Who's going to jail? Nobody. Get a warning. You slap on the wrist. You go about your day. Damon Quincy can be in the same car. They both go to jail. 
They both have a drug offense on their record now. And this is going to affect the kind of jobs that they can get in the future. But all you want to do is look at them and, oh, y'all not doing what y'all have to do. There are way too many things in place that are leaving us disenfranchised. Well, I didn't smoke weed, that so you just cannot I dismiss and act like, oh, we're just not trying to do this. This stuff is in place on purpose to keep us oppressed, and we're just fighting against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, literally, I was studying a case last night of a black man that's in Dallas, Texas, and it was mind-boggling. The judge said it; he was innocent, and he's still in prison for life. The fuck? <laughs> right? Because the, because right, that lets you know it's, it's like a trifecta against us. Yeah, yeah. A judge literally said he, he 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 went to prison for something he didn't do. He was accused for murder. They found out that the police pay eyewitnesses, black men. Police pay eyewitnesses. So when the judge, so 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 they retried the case. The judge said, "Hey, he more he he's innocent. He more likely to be innocent." They retried the case. This time they found him guilty and gave him life. They appealed it. Use what the judge said, and the appeals court was like, "Yeah, but." We need like DNA evidence. We just can't go by what the judge <laughs> said. <laughs> like this is the type of shit we're up against. Like literally, yeah. this is the type of shit we're we're, we're up against. They've already and, rigged and, and, the laws. They rigged the police force, and then on top, and those of that, things have nothing to, to do with accountability. Nothing. Those things have right. nothing to do with us being personally accountable for ourselves. That's a failed system, yeah. and, and, and and I can't tell right. you how many times. That, that that's why we bump like that's why I bumped head with my supervisors because they look at they look at this thing from a statistical standpoint. I don't think people realize that. So at the end of the month, they're bringing a police officer and they bring they they listing all your stats like you're a fucking baseball player. Like oh, you had this many misdemeanor Three felonies. Yeah, like so 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 the thing uh the the thing they got uh, upset. And me about is that he said, "Well, your felony arrests are down." Well, nigga, what you want me to go out there and do? Because make people commit crimes. Hey, I I only arrest felons when people commit a felony. <laughs> like it's not like I'm not driving around, not doing nothing. I'm looking. I'm waiting for yeah, a call. Quincy. You're not looking for but the right places. You know where to look. But, but, you but, know where they ain't got it. So then, literally, literally, I was told this in training. Literally, I want. No matter what, booking for the felony because you get the felony step. Well, let me tell you how that worked. So I booked this person for the felony because I'm supposed to book this person for the felony knowing that the DA is going to drop the case or, or, or charge the person with a lesser crime, right? No, because now Ron's sitting in jail. Ron, Ron family don't have no money. To, to, to get an attorney to get out. All Ron want to do is get the fuck out of jail. Well, Ron, exactly. we know you didn't commit the, well, 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 Ron know he didn't commit the felony, but if Ron goes to trial, Ron is facing 15 to 20 years. So, but Ron, right. you can take this three year, you can take this three years instead of going to trial and just do prison for three years. Ron takes the three years, but now guess what? Ron got a felony got for a robbery that he never committed. 
Yeah. And that and that's the on I, and I did school. I used to do school, but I knew three was better than fifteen years. You know, yeah. I, that's what I did know. Yeah. Exactly. I wasn't too sharp. Because because, because <laughs> you because because you can't you you're going in there with a public defender. Basically, right. and, and, and you, got you don't a thousand cases, and, and it's definitely, not, it's definitely, not, it's definitely going, it's definitely not going to be a jury uh, uh, of your peers, yes, my peers, because so, so, so we don't go to jury. We 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 hide from jury. Another thing, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's like it's all these compounding things. Exactly, and and, and I can't tell you yeah. how there, there was one time I really went down there and I told the detective. I said this kid didn't do it. I said I'm confident he didn't do it. He's like, don't worry about it. We gonna take care. I said he didn't do it, and I told the family. I said y'all gotta fight this. I go. I he didn't do it. I don't know what happened. The kid ended up taking the deal. Fucking sixteen year old ended up with a felony that he didn't deserve. Cause the family. I mean, cause the family they don't know me. The only thing they knew is that you had right. a couple. Like, look, go to trial. I would testify that I don't believe he did it. But they're not gonna take that risk right. because. In the end, because you may not but, show up. Yeah, I mean, right, they don't happen, or Long Beach could fire me before the trial. Who knows? But 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 that's the ongoing cycle. So it, it, it's a, my my point. The point that I'm making it's a flawed system. And when the system is up against you, it don't matter how many times. Like, yes, some people might make it out, but the majority is getting fucked. Right. That's that's yep. the harsh truth. But it's a it's and then you look at what everybody tried to say, well, Obama didn't do anything. Well, I mean, he did try to do something about this, of course. Right. Your but boy the, just rolled the, all of it right on back. But the, like Quincy always say, like Quincy always say, Sheila, you want to know what Obama did? Look at what Trump reversed. Look at what Trump reversed. If you think Obama didn't do nothing, look at everything Trump reversed and you'll you'll find out exactly what Obama did. What, 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 pe what people was more was more was worse though. It's, it's slavery. What, it's modern day slavery. What, to have hey, 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 Obama was worse. Was worse than what Quincy in the word now that you guys need to give all these felonies because we have to keep these prisons full so that there we don't get sued. And yep. that is so raggedy. And of course, they're not going to put no fake felonies on no white people. They're coming to put them on us. Because they want us in there working and, and building baby strollers and junk for 11 cents an hour. Like people don't get the, the if, if we get rid of the private prisons, then that, that affects the way that we're apprehended. That affects the pressure of our states being sued for not keeping them at capacity. Like if you're trying to keep your prisons at capacity, then that you're not solving any problems. You just, if we still, our prisons should be getting smaller and smaller. We should have fewer and fewer prisons. If we have to get more and more prisons, something is wrong with the way that we are trying to rehabilitate people. This is just common sense stuff. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the private prisons, you know, somebody got to fill them up. So there's a deal somewhere. <laughs> somebody making a deal with somebody, whether it's a judge or somebody, like, hey, if if you help me fill my prison up, worry, we'll fill it up for you. Yeah, we'll fill it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I got I got you, Judge. Next time, uh, uh, your campaign needs some money. What you think all of Trump's judges gonna do? Exactly, exactly. But Ron, you was getting ready to make one, a point. One thing, I, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say one thing. We got to be more aware of is that we we do condemn Obama for not doing something for black folks. But what we got to do is in this term be more aware of the fact that, okay, once we get our person elected, now we have to stay engaged 
and take that into the next step, which is getting the people behind him to back that. Let's do that. Let's just try that route. Let's let's try staying engaged for the president. Let's stay engaged for the Senate. Let's stay engaged for the House and all of these different elections. And then let's make a determination. Okay, is it not working for us? We we did what we were supposed to do. We got the president in. We got him the Senate that he needed. We got him this, this, and this. And now we've given him a plan that we want. Now, if you don't perform, okay, now we can look for another route. But we we got to play this hand out. We're trying to end the game before the game is over. It's, it's, it's something something else that's not mentioned enough. Democrats abandoned Obama at one point. Yep. We should have made who, whoever didn't back him, we shouldn't have made them pay a price. There's a lot of never get reelected again. There's a lot of Democrats who didn't back Obama when, when shit got a little rough. They abandoned him. They didn't back him. And that that's how Republicans ended up with the House and the Senate. And we there's a lot of them that's still there, and, and we should have made them pay a price because we can't. Because, because they, I mean, it's a shame that even even as president, he wasn't exempt from the racism. Yep, and, and, and he dealt with that shit, and, and a lot of Democrats didn't back him, and, and we should have made their ass pay a price for that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Chandra, we behaved. Can we get a DM tonight? Make it round J. <laughs> Make it as ridiculous as possible. In the DM. Let's see how ridiculous I got. That ain't that ridiculous. That ain't that ridiculous. No, no, we need good and ridiculous to take us on into yeah, this yeah, election. <laughs> Something to choke. Some hey, Trump, hey, some hey, Trump hey, shit. Hey, 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 some hey, shit. Hey, hey, Three hey, baby hey, mamas. Hey. Hey, 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 panel, I was telling Chandra, I said, I bet you when Trump lose, like when Biden is Biden president, I bet you Trump still be holding rallies and shit. Yeah, I think so. At this point, like I said earlier, he separated Republicans from Trump supporters. So now Trump supporters is just yeah, a total different. Tomorrow. Hell no, we won't go. You know, <laughs> he going to be from like hey. Hey, which which is great because Republicans want to get rid of them. Be honest with you. They, yeah. they, they say it's like a lot. We need the Wildcat cheerleaders. Like, 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 you ugly. Like, <laughs> man, hey, it's going to be off the charts. I, I was like, this motherfucker still going to hold rallies. I bet you. I think so. Giving out COVID. He's going to give the gift. Oh, no. Y'all about, to mess, up our, about to mess up our DM. Y'all about to mess up our DM. Okay. Oh, okay. My boyfriend cries every time we fight, and I'm mad. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he has enca- he, he encapsulated his emotions. <laughs> is that the whole deal? No. Is that is that sign, Medea? <laughs> but I guess it might be enough. I guess it might be enough. No, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get it. <laughs> That that means it's good though. If we laugh like that at the top hey, of it, hey, hey, that's she, a good one. Hey, she has given a few where we just start laughing from the gut. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. This is one of I'm sorry, Chang. Go ahead. Okay. My boyfriend cries every time we fight and I'm mad at him. I'm almost wondering if he does it on command. I'm not saying men shouldn't have emotions, but he's the one starting the fights in the first place. I refuse to have screaming matches. Nothing is solved that way. I've learned to be calm and control my emotions. But not only does he complain, he screams at me. 
Um, <laughs> y'all gonna break my streak. He's gay. <laughs> I, I knew it. I was waiting for it. It's coming. It's coming. I said, I said, I said, I said that she went. She married to Jennifer Holiday, nigga. Like what? What in the dream girls? He cry every time they argue. He screams at me and then police academy. He screams at me the whole time and then he he starts crying. When he cries, I end the fight because I want to see. I don't want to see him continue to cry. It's almost as if he does it on command. What should I do? Let me get these fights probably come right before it's time to have sex. No, let me say this. He's gay. The reason this DM <laughs> stood out to me. These are my confession. The reason this DM stood out to me is because my ex was actually like that. He used to cry all the time. He he will oh, cry boy. like not during fights, because you know I didn't really fight, but he will cry like he would get emotional and like cry. So like and you know, the crows. Yeah, thank you, Quincy. I'm about to say, okay. hey, you that personal. But I've said it before. He knows. Um, but yeah, he did see crows. Okay, that's another topic. That's the thing. We're getting it mixed up. So we will be talking and having a conversation, and he like get emotional. He like will start crying. Now, the first time he did it, we were in the middle of like Fridays. We were like eating nachos. And I was like, um, <laughs> who cries over nachos? No, no. Who cries over nachos? Nachos are not, nobody should be crying over nachos. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I think it was something sad because it kind of took me aback. But I was, you know, it's very awkward when people cry. Like, what do you do? Do you hand them a tissue? Do you put your arm around them? Do you just kind of go to the bathroom? Like, what do you do? I was like eating the nachos. Like, just, just get it out. Just get it out. Chan, he was a serial killer, though. I don't think he was gay. He is a serial killer. He was a serial killer. Oh, you think he was a psychopath? Yes, right. he, a can. he was a cancer. Because, yeah. because, so I was going to say, there is, there is. He was a cancer. Yes. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, either. his birthday that's was the same killer. day as OJ's. His birthday was the same day as well, OJ's. Boom, there you go. Some cancer is a serial killer. Hey. Yeah, no, no, no. He yeah, facial hair. Right. But, but, but that no is. No cancer and no facial hair. It's like done deal. <laughs> I don't think he had facial hair, Ron. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think he had facial oh, hair. Man, oh man, we didn't profile him. This is the profile. This is hey, Andrew, you, Andrew, you got lucky. You made it out alive. Oh my God, I made it out alive. Man, but anyway, like, like but he was crying. So then, after the first time he did it, I was like, okay, maybe he's just a little bit emotional or whatever. Again, whatever. But then he would like do it. I don't know if he was like trying to get sympathy or it was just it was a lot. He cried a lot. He cried more than I did. What was this relationship like? like with Ted, this Ted Bundy cried Tell a lot. Exactly. Because it was twenty-seven to thirty. It ended when I was thirty. But anyway, this guy he cries a lot. So all right. So as Man, a female, we want we we would like for for me. I don't necessarily need a guy to be emotional. I just want him to communicate. I don't need you to be emotional. I just need you to communicate. What's going on? How do you feel? A lot of times when you communicate, it brings out emotions. So, you know, maybe they, that crosses. So just kind of talk, you know, just be but, communicative. So this is like but Malcolm X communication or Ike Turner communication. Everybody communicates differently. Like that. Because I feel like if you can't control yourself from crying, I'm not saying men can't ever cry. Of course. Me neither. Me so neither. Horrible yeah. happens to you. I think. Hey, I, I cry watching John Q. So, <laughs> I think men should feel very comfortable but it during a fight, no, 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 Sheila. Fight where you know, no, no, Sheila. Every fight, every like fight, <laughs> every fight, not some fights. 
control to not cry in front of me. You probably lack the self control to not murder me in the future. So <laughs> he's a he's a good I, actor. He should have had his correlation. Did he have a sad card? But Sheila, for me, yeah, I'm saying I, I get what you're saying. We you say like I understand if a man cries because something very traumatic happens in his life. Yes. But my issue with this whole DM. Read the very first sentence, Chandra. Read the very first sentence. Every time. Oh, I think I deleted it because I delete them once I'm done. So I don't oh, have to. That's, that's yeah, I don't have to see them again because they be so stupid. Okay, so I, I remember. You said every time, every time we, we argue, he cries. I said my boyfriend cries every time we fight. Stop. Every time. <laughs> that's the whole game over. Every time. Like me, you ate my lucky charms. Oh, sick of this shit. Like, for real? Like every time we every time. So so that's why I can't give him serial killer. Because she said he cries every time and then she said he screams and yells. Hey dang, hey, hey hold like on. Ted Bundy. Ted Ted Bundy. Bundy. I can't give him serial killer. Like that's a compliment. That's a <laughs> so you think this is a dang, you think this is a tactic? You think this is a tactic to to Win the yes, fight, win the fight. No, no, no. I think it's what Sheila said. I think, I think her dude is, uh, I think her dude is gay and he's probably used to being the effeminate one in the relationship, honestly. Yeah. Like, honestly speaking, because I don't know any man that just cries during every fight. Like, like maybe if y'all having one fight and things are super overwhelming, like, and you think you might be losing your girl or you met, like, like, there, there are instances where I could see, like, uh, we was fighting and, and cinnamon apple. But if you saying he cries before every fight, and then that was the only part she yeah. said he screams and yells at me because these are all things yeah. that you know what I mean. Like that's not Feminine. no, that, that's, that's not really that's no. more but, female and that, and that's more than that's more than just right. a man expressing his feelings, right? Like I think we have to be honest. Like it's not about like oh well he probably just no no no. That's There's a, a different. But, well, but but because even more than that, I don't think women cry. Before doing everything, every time, right? I was gonna say, shouldn't anyone? You see what I'm saying? So I don't think that's about being masculine yeah. or feminine. I'm, I'm saying like, just like people that's don't cry before every single fight, and because like you know, like you have some fights, like you know, we all know you have a fight that's a knockdown, drag out fight, but then you have a fight that's a little more silent, a little more tempered, where y'all kind of going at it but there's it's, no need it, to it's not like high emotion it's the cold, yeah. the cold world we're just like yeah. going back and forth and it's not, but to me you know what that seems like that seems like some type of tactic that he never got over from childhood like having a tantrum mm -hmm. or that's you why know I how, said, what was the issue with his mom yeah you know that's how you get um you know how when you get mm -hmm. uh people that don't know how to apologize or, you know, they, you find out they were never made to apologize. So it seems like something, you know how kids like cry, they cry when they want attention. Like you were talking about that earlier. Like some people just like negative attention. Maybe it's something where he cries to get out of the mm -hmm. fight to it. That's crying. just what he right. knows to learn. He's one, well, he's one fights by crying. With my ex, it wasn't, he didn't cry. It wasn't during fights. He would cry like during like when he would like getting, like having emotional conversations, but it was, Periods of time where it wasn't necessary, so I I think that that was like an attention thing as well. Like you that know, nigga, that nigga was looking at you for as lunch in a bad way. Man, that nigga I'm in the slices. That well, nigga I just need a freezer. Wait, we gotta get a free. Did he you try to get a freezer? Ronice, I don't care how. Do <laughs> Hold on, Rodney. I don't care how annoying her voice was. It's not gonna make me cry. <laughs> she said it's right. <laughs> I love you, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. 
No, this dude. This dude. <laughs> it like <laughs> cancer with no facial hair. Yeah, yeah. Straight, De- straight Dexter. <laughs> he was waiting not. on time and opportunity. <laughs> the, 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 dude, the dude in the DM is definitely not breaking. She must got a ring camera. Man. Brad's got a ring camera. Let me catch you without the camera. This dude is in the club in the corner with a straw. Like, yeah. <laughs> Two straws and an umbrella. Hey, 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 he, 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 with the toe ring. Yeah, he for sure he got toe ring to listen to Eric Benet by himself with nobody else in the car. Like I'll get shirtless to go to the tattoos. Them tribals Indian tattoos. Get the fake get the fake man. Like I'm a person who's very like in tune with my emotions and the emotions of others. Like that's just kind of how I am. I'm a cancer. We're very nurturing. We know, you know, I don't cry. I hate crying. I, all that. We just kill people. But You're right. Anybody, you don't <laughs> we kill people? <laughs> you just kill people. Yeah, yeah. I think the men do. Even if I was dealing with like any type of like friend or female, like every time you are upset or every time, like there's not. Every time you cry, like I don't think I would. Every time, maybe she exaggerated on that part, saying every. I don't understand how it's humanly possible. And then it's like, how desperate are you? So I said he had acted. A conversation where you didn't stayed with a dude who cry every time you get an argument. Yeah, I think I would have to be like. Yeah, I think about three times, about but maybe for once, twice, three times. I don't know. Hey, I give people chances. Hey, so. Sheila, see that nigga cry one time. She gonna be like, "Hey, yo, dog, I can't do this." I know, but like maybe oh, something happened. Like, peace. Maybe peace. it was like a night or something. Nigga had a tear in the corner. I saw a tear right here. <laughs> saw some water right here. No, but I'm gonna say this. Gust or something. Gust. But you know, I I, yeah. I I I I've spoken about this before that that because I was raised by women, when when altercation occurred in my relationship, that's how I, I felt like I responded like women in my relationships. You busted out crying. No, I didn't bust out crying, but I, I, I said like, like, like little bitch. Vaseline on his face. I said, I said like little bitch is lying. Like, you know what? I just need my me time right now. Like, <laughs> there we go. You know what? That me time. But I felt like 2% gay like right after I said this. But wait a minute. I know, I know you. Again, I can't use the word as I do a little bitty. I've known you for almost 10 years, and I've only seen you cry like the only time I cry is when I talk about the one was when Kobe died. And, 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 and the reason why I cry when I talk about that because I can't do what I really want to do to him. So, <laughs> so, 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 and that's so, that crying. That's the crying from men we used to when we was little. That little nigga that yeah, so, so, when so, so, I, I, I can tell you guys, <laughs> I will so, never so, forget. There was one dude that I was dating. He was beautiful. He was super fine. Everything. This is the first time he's coming to my house. I'm about to make dinner. I'm in Florida. We walk in through the door, and a little bait, a little frog hopped in the door when we were coming in. Please I'm don't tell me he jumped. Running. 
this big this bitch nigga jumped. He was screaming? He was screaming and running from a frog that was like this big. Like, how was he screaming I was though? So mad. I was must have been New York City. I put both of their ass Like, son. And swept the frog. Your son. That's the one thing. Like, I try to be nice, but I do have like a more masculine ego. And it's certain things like my daddy was like a man, man. My big brothers are men, men. Yes, they so are. You can be well, kind Lou, of Lou, Lou, like Sheila you seems cold. But you can't be a Like I got a firm boundary. Like Sheila, what's the scream like? Ah, or, or was it like soprano? Uh, uh, it, was, it was a soprano, but it was a falsetto scream. or soprano. Oh, it was like six foot Tenor. four. Like, like ah, a frog. You know, like, like ah. a certain size is. So how big does the insect have to be for no man to work? Like that's even worse. I might have gave it more of a pass if I dated short dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But it was just too <laughs> like too big to be screaming like that. Feminine, yeah. Six one. Show his head. Even if it is like an insect, like don't scream like me. Like, like that's scream what you Like, make me feel. Go attack! You're supposed to go kill. Yeah, you're supposed to go kill. Bro, I was freaking out at first, and then I'm like, see, but but see, B, B I mean, you got to go. So did you make him go home right then? Oh, I made him go home right then. Like, I, I, I figured. That was I, I, hey, hey, Sheila, did 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 do moan doing sex? <laughs> we didn't sleep with each other. We didn't even get that far. No, he that was his first time coming to my house. Before, like, <laughs> first day, people, I meet him out. That was our first time coming to the house. Like, all right, Uncle okay. Radio Man, we want to thank y'all for rocking with us. <laughs> thank you for that DM Chan. That was much needed. Everybody, make sure you go out and vote, 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 vote for policy, not people. Vote for your interests. Vote for what works for you and your family. Vote for what you need. <laughs> <laughs> hey Willie, I'm with you too, nigga. Spider, hey, we both screaming. <laughs> man, look, look. It's I, okay if you scream. I kill spiders, I kill all of it. I, I kill like, them, but I might scream if it's big enough. Like, I feel like because y'all know, know how I feel about spiders. You might I get know me and spiders. You might get startled, so it's okay if you like ah, you know what? But if you if we both have the same pitch, then that's where we're gotta go. Now, 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 look, Ted, I, I might scream. But shots would be false. <laughs> so, 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 it's about what you do after the scream that see she the dude. What? He didn't stop screaming. So, and you have to understand so, how manly he looked. That's what made it more egregious. This was a very manly. Like, imagine like like Idris Elba, and then you see him screaming. You'd be like, "What? This dude is so cool. Like, like, he really screaming right now." No, you know, imagine, ball? imagine Samuel Jackson on Shaft. Doesn't mean like that's a man. I hate spiders too, and, and I might scream, but I'm gonna punch the shit out of it. Chandra has seen me. Oh my god, he, he's always out here punching he spiders. Fights, what are y'all punching? He fights bugs like they're people, like, Bro, they like, yeah. like they them uppercut. Yeah, like he's like punching a bug. I knocked the fuck off the spider. That nigga was I, I punched his ass and and, and, and uh, my kids was like, Dad, you're not gonna wipe him up. I was like, nah, because I want all his other niggas. <laughs> <laughs> That's an example. This, was, this is not lying. This is why you don't fuck with me. <laughs> like 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 Simone would tell you. I've literally left a spider on the wall for a year because I want all his niggas to see. 
This is not what you do. You don't run up on me like that. This is not lies. This is not lies or exaggeration. This is what y'all need right here. This is lies. Why y'all want these? What is that? Exactly. I'm electrocuting everything. Yo, y'all are making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mars, no joke. Hey, hey, Mars. Look, you gotta suck the fuck out there. It's like so. See, like, like, like for instance, that's give me three piece. Look, 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 he has a bag of weapons. He'll use like a machete on like a spider. Like just overkill. Look, nigga, let me tell you something. Look, I'm young. Look, he got his knife. He pulled the knife out. Like, look, look at young man. Right now, on the ready. Like what? that nigga turned around. Got, got the Rambo knife. He loves to go. He loves to buy weapons. Like he'll be like catching bullets with his teeth. I got a mini axe. He has an axe. You got stars. You got throwing stars. You got throwing stars. Did you put your wallet? I don't fuck with insects. You got throwing stars, don't you? No, he's gonna get some probably now that she's like, I would take a mosquito out with you because I hate mosquitoes. Them niggas are just disrespectful. So he'll split a wall open to kill him. Using a bazooka for an ant, boy. He using a bazooka. He doesn't care. That's just normal. Like, bro. (laughs) See, the thing about it, y'all gotta send messages. Yeah, yeah. Hey, why he talking about them like they a gang? I told you. That's how it is. You used to use the aerosol, but the lighter used to torture. He thinks they're people. Like he is beefing with the spider mafia. You got to send yes. him. Now, that was a weird thing. I experienced the before. This fool would like see a roach at his apartment and like torture it for a couple of days. Like put it under a cup. And like, I was like, yeah, that was our last. Yeah. What? Cancer was men he, are so. Was he in Florida uh, too? I was really laughing when Ron said a serial killer. Cancer men. No, nah, no, nah, that's some New York shit. <laughs> that's some New York shit. <laughs> I got them fucking cats. That's, that's some New York shit. We we torture like as little kids. That's, yeah, that's y'all got some big ass cat sized rats. Shit. How mean? You like put them underneath a glass. Get a lighter. <laughs> See what there you go. It's coming out. It's coming out. Inner serial killer. It always be them quiet ones. Yeah. Hey man, I'm gonna get off this. Hey y'all, I'm Coop Radio. Make sure y'all go vote Kill a Spider with an axe if you have to. Uh, we want to thank everybody who joined us. A uh, shout out to uh, Anne Francis Lambert. Make sure if you're in Virginia, you go vote for her too. And again, like I say, vote policy over people. Vote for the policies that'll be better for you and your family. I want to thank Cookie Lady, Chandra, Ron, Maine Brady, Quincy Belafonte. I really want to thank all of y'all. You know, today was a great show. It was good to hear all of y'all perspectives on this. I really enjoyed the show today. I really enjoyed the conversation. Let's keep this going. And, every, and everybody who don't know, um, after the election, we're going to take a break because this takes a whole lot out of us talking about all this political stuff because y'all only get to see us talk about it. But, you know, we also have to research all of this stuff before we get on. And 
dealing with all of this stuff, it gets exhausting because it's so much craziness. Like I think with another administration, it might not be as crazy, but like the minute we're trying to research one story, Trump has dropped three other stories before I can even get to that. So by the time we get to Wednesday, we didn't research 13 stories and can only talk about two because that shit seemed like a whole year ago. Like, think about it. Y'all think about this, y'all. We ain't even talking about the fact that Rudy Giuliani got caught in the room with somebody who was supposed to be a 15-year-old reporter with his hands in his pants. Like, and that, and that wasn't even enough to sink the president. Like, think of, like really think about that. So just what did his top 100 scandals. Yeah, yeah, like he really can have a countdown. So because of that, because of that, and for self-care and for peace of mind, we're gonna take a little break after the election. So I think we'll do one more show. We have to do a show after the election. So we'll do one more show after the election. After the election, y'all, we're gonna take a break. And everybody else, um, when you're missing us, go check out Arc Republic. Um, they have the uh the check-in with Arc Republic, they doing some great stuff. Uncouth radio, I see. Rob got his uh, gear. I see uh, Cookie Lady got her gear. If y'all want some uncouth radio gear, tedrip.com, www.tedrip.com, and you can get your uncouth radio gear there. We appreciate y'all support, man. This was a great show. Y'all got me laughing, man. Y'all got me crying <laughs> laughing. Uh, I'll see y'all next time. We out of here. <laughs>